Welcome back to Dr. Drill's Making Motivation Podcast. How's everyone doing today? It's a rainy, uh, ooh, look at this beautiful freaking foliage. Look at that foliage there. What a beautiful orange-red foliage on this tree. i got to take a picture of that shit. This guy coming out smoking his little cigarette. Getting off work and smoke that cigarette before he even gets to the car. Um, going through Hatfield, Pennsylvania here. It's been a rainy day, but nice though. I actually kind of, I said this before, I enjoy a little rainy day. I love a rainy night. I love a rainy night. I love a rainy night. I watch the sand. Well, I love a rainy night. Such a beautiful sight. I like to feel the rain on my face. And the rain on my lips. In the moonlight shadow. Something like that. Skimming down, down, skimming down, down. So day when I love a rainy night When I love a rainy night Ooh, ooh <clears throat> I think that was sung by Eddie Rabbit I could be completely fucking wrong But my friend Rocco, his dad, Big Rocco Growing up in Jersey He went to school with Eddie Rabbit And they were good friends and so on and so forth Just freaking shit that pops into my cognition on a Thursday afternoon in October. Today is the 13th of October. It's my second podcast today, which I'm very proud of because as I shared with you in the earlier podcast, I fucking, I've had had a tough time last couple weeks just dealing with some anxiety. Periodically this will happen to me. I, I just, I start to, I don't know what the fuck, something small can set me off, whereas usually I just shrug and move on down the road, I don't really, you know, I just kind of let everything happen, try to live one day at a time, one moment at a time, as all the wonderful, most brilliant sages of the world, Eckhart Tolle and fucking Dick Lick and Penis Cap and you Jass, all these freaking esteemed philosophers Carl Jung, as they've all said, you only have the present, you know, if you live to, in, the, in the now, you're, you're present, if you're living in the past, you are depressed, if you're living in the future, you're anxious, and so, there's so much wisdom out there to grab hold of and live by, help you make sense of just the way you're feeling in this world, I know everybody has the ups and downs, and I talked about the graph rising and falling and all that shit, and, but, uh, not me, <laughs> you know, I'm supposed to be the one that's picking everybody else up, and I do that a lot, and I am the, uh, I, I, I love to do that, makes them feel good, helps me out, and I think it's the right thing to do as a human being on the, in this world today, and so I did that, today I was the lollipop, you know, delivered a lot of, realized a lot of lollipop moments, including two new patients and a lot of people put on some good soundtracks on. I made that transition from fucking Amazon Music with all her redundancy of Alexa 
And, I mean, how many times a day will I say, Alexa, play whatever, you know, Alexa, play rock and roll, play mellow 70s gold, mellow 80s gold, hair bands. I had to come up and articulate with all these different musical options, and it was daunting. And she would misread me and not hear me correctly, and next thing you know, she's making fart noises or giving me the weather for tomorrow. She pissed me the fuck off and added a lot of aggravation to my day. Also filled me with a lot of joy. Now I do, uh, for that I am thankful for Alexa and Amazon Music, but I canceled my subscription. I'm moving on to Spotify, which so far, so freaking good, man. Playlists galore. Really, really special. I think you can get it for free. I got a $10 a month um, program. And she's doing freaking great. All these playlists are on there. So you can, I can create a playlist and all my liked songs and I can, you know, search for a friend. You can, you can listen to what I like if you want. But I think it's really important to have music tickling our fancies, bring this back, making this feel good on a rainy day, on a sunny day, during whatever holidays, you name it. I think that music is a really important, helpful way to get the good stuff in, you know, to make us to tweak our mood. It's imperative to have that soundtrack. And I had a good one today, and I'm thankful for Spotify. I will never, rarely have to ask Alexa for her opinion or for her help, or if only to ask her a random question or for some other, you know, feature. Hey, what's the weather like tomorrow? That sort of thing. So that's a positive. <clears throat> Speaking of music, I had a patient come in this afternoon who has been having music playing inside his head. Like, uh, you've heard of tinnitus or tinnitus? This is when um, you're having ringing in your ears. This can be to a hearing loss thing or some sort of um, dysfunction, either with the cochlea or the nerves that power hearing, transmit hearing, um, which would be the vestibular cochlear nerve, cranial nerve 8, and or it could be a brain phenomenon, something else going on, but it's got poor guy, he worked occupationally in a uh, manufacturing environment that had a lot of loud noise, whirring sounds and stuff. <laughs> So he said, uh, anyway, what's funny about it, kind of, is that he goes, he's pretty funny. The guy's, he's opened up to me. His wife's been coming to me for years, and now he joined up to try to, you know, solve his tinnitus, and he's never been adjusted before. He's an old guy, working class dude, Harley drive rider from, um, Philly. He said he grew up in, um, I'm gonna fuck it up, Ch- uh, Chapel Hill, not Chapel Hill. What's the name of that town down Philly? It's been gentrified. Anyway, this fucking Amazon driver's gonna cause major havoc here, but I'm gonna take a deep breath and just let it go. Um, 
anyway, so he grew up down there in Philly. He's, he's, uh, he's coming alive in my office now. But he said, he goes, yeah, you know, if I, like, blow my nose, like, try to, like, uh, yeah, if I blow my nose or something, it'll go. My ear, I'll feel it. And I'll hear it. It'll go. Beep, 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 beep. And he goes, oh, and then I'm fucked. <laughs> they laughed about it, but it is plaguing him. He says it's softer now. It hasn't been as common since he's been coming to me, which is for a couple of visits now. But I can have an impact on the sinuses. I can get his neck moving properly. We can treat his sinusitis and make rec- treatment recommendations to alleviate pressure there. So that's an option. Um, but just the way he described it, he goes, it goes, beep, 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 beep. Fuck, man, that would suck to hear that all the time. Maybe you should start wearing earbuds or listening to white noise. <clears throat> so that was an interesting, funny, uh, worthwhile conversation to have with that guy. I try to help him to the best of my ability. He's laughing, carrying on, telling jokes. Check out these jokes I got. You know, Halloween's coming up. I love Halloween, and it's going to... Um, people all over, of course, enjoy the holiday, but especially down south. I don't know if you realize this, but a lot of southern folk below the Mason-Dixon line are really starting to celebrate Halloween more fully, uh, especially in states like North and South Carolina. <laughs> hey, you know what call, What freaking flavor uh, ice cream Dracula craves? Vanilla. <laughs> and how about ghosts? You know that ghost, I probably told you this one. Ghosts fucking make great cheerleaders because they're so full of spirit. <laughs> and away we go. I'll look up some more tonight. Um, so today was a better day, is what I'm saying. I woke up. I slept in a little bit. Bogey and I woke up. Everybody else had left. My first patient was at 10. So I got up at 8 o'clock, had some breakfast, had a cup of coffee, just relaxed. And then made my way in. Emily was already there. We had a full schedule. We had some good patients today. We laughed and carried on. And um, I found my rhythm. I found my, my rhyme. I found my my mojo again so that's definitely something to be celebrated it's okay you know some of those times where you know you're constantly constantly telling other people to you know look to the look to the bright side right and helping people and all that stuff providing lollipop moments and sometimes I need the same you know what I mean I've been trying to be a hero for a lot of people, for the masses. It's my job. I fucking love it. It makes me feel good to make you feel good, but you ever see me struggling, you know, I could use some help too sometimes, not blaming anybody, but, uh, you know, sometimes being the strong one all the time, you just need somebody to care for. I know a lot of people care for me, and that's a good, that's a, a wonderful feeling to have. So thank you for tuning into my podcast and uh, hearing me out here. Try to keep it interesting. Now I have a, 
another story which kind of warms my heart is this guy, and he's probably, I think he's pushing 70, and he's a retired principal, and he describes a camp. It's up like out towards Pittsburgh, actually, out in the um, whatever county in the middle of nowhere, Pennsylvania, where they have lumberjack festivals and, you know, it's a big, big timber region and mountains and there's actually a herd of elk. Said he was coming, he was driving to his cabin and actually, yeah, maybe he was getting towards dark and a guy in front of him swerved and there's a giant fucking herd of elk that came running out and he said, this is the time of year because the fall the bulls start calling and rutting and they're all, it's all about intercourse. The bulls round up a harem, all these uh, female elk to mate with and then they start getting busy and they're all, you know, rambunctious. So he stopped in the road, this other driver kept going. My friend stopped in the road and, and where a bunch more elk hopped across the road. They're gigantic beasts. They even have a hunting season up there, he said. And <clears throat> the herds of elk in the 20s, they were wiped out. They were, out, they were hunted out up there. But now, they introduced them from like Montana or wherever, Wyoming. They reintroduced elk, and they're doing well. Their populations have grown to the point where they do a lottery for hunting and so on. He also said that, so when he, go, he goes up there a lot, and I started asking questions about, you know, why is it so special? What is it that he loves about it up there? I'm asking because I know, I mean, it's a rhetorical question, I think you could say, because I know why he, what he loves about being up in the mountains and being up in nature and solitude, because that sort of thing fills me up. And uh, he said, you know, the nature... The fact that there's no people, um, you know, fewer people, and he just goes up there and he relaxes and he, whatever, looks at the foliage. He says everything's in uh, foliage is in prime condition right now. It's beautiful, and he just goes up there to this cabin that his his father built in the '50s and '60s, and he used to he helped build it. And, him and his brothers, both of whom are past now. He's the last last one from this lineage. Um, kind of. From his immediate family. Now he's got some uh, grandsons who, and a family who take interest and in stuff in and up there. And it's a beautiful place. So I love hearing, I love talking about that with him because of my experience in the mountains growing up as a young man going up into the Catskills with my family and we built a cabin, we had a campsite, we had a trailer we had four wheelers and just man, we got so much living up there so much living in up there explored as a young guy, as a boy explored all these beautiful like log roads and just roads that were overgrown grass and just <clears throat> maybe some big truck had gone down there to pull timber out over the years. That was the only purpose of these roads. But uh, 
I would traverse these roads in either my parents' Jeep or my quad. And I'd go down. I knew every creek, every bend in the road, every smell. And I could pick it out today. And there's still, fortunately, places in the countryside like that. There's always changes, right? But it takes a long time. As I've said before, nature is slow. So all those rocks and all those um, roads... They take a while to develop. Take a while for people to change them. It's usually, you know, mankind that has to make those changes. Sometimes it might be erosion or whatever. But uh, largely the woods stay the woods and the, hopefully, you know, the creeks and rivers and stuff. East branch of the Delaware River, you know, we used to go out there canoeing all the time. So I know what he loves about this property up here, this land, this this natural experience. And not everybody has that, man. We all have memories from when we were kids and the things we might have done. But, you know, like he, like him, I had a place to go to where you could, where you could camp and barbecue and, you know, sleep without air conditioning and go on hikes and just be out, be closer to the, to nature. And that, you know, I remember that very vividly, even today. And now at 47 years old, I'm starting to think, man, it's only three hours away. It'd be great to get up there and do some camping again or buy some land or whatever, you know. Buy more land. I have an acre and a half up there. Um, my friends uh, told me one more thing. And he started to really get into it and talk about his, his upbringing and all the good times he's had up there and how he can't wait to go anytime he gets a chance it's four hours away and he's he can't walk around he's getting older he can't get out there and hunt but he's gonna sit on his deck and you know sit out there and maybe maybe shoot some who knows just being part of it and having guys that um, that come up there and they'll, they'll hunt on his land or off of his land use it as a launching point but the camaraderie about that, but he was saying that some, when he goes up there, he'll go, he does his laundry at the laundromat in town, it takes 15, 20 minutes to get there, and he said, he said a lot of times, the women will try to pick him, pick him up, they'll try to, they'll be hitting on him, like, hey, what are you going on, what do you know, what do you got going on, and I thought that that was cute. And as he's telling me, he's like, yeah, you know, I had this condition up there at one point in time. I'm in the laundromat, and I was sick. I had got, He had Lyme disease. He had contracted Lyme disease. And he said he lost his power to stand at one point in the laundromat, and he just fell, freaking fell down. And when he woke up, there was an ambulance, and the EMTs took him to the, they were going to take him away to the uh, hospital. And the owner of them, or whoever runs the laundromat, 
said, okay, look, I'll take your car, I'll, I'll my friend follow me, I'll take your truck and I'll park it at the hospital. And she, she um, did his laundry, brought that there so that when he, he was better, he could get discharged in the hospital, he could go and he could go walk out to his truck and go the hell home, you know? So the lady was so nice, and then after he healed up and he went in to say thank you, she said, hey, well, won't you come see me sometime there, stranger? Won't you? Hey, maybe we can go to the, you go into this thing up there? I guess Elliot Ness retired up there. Like he was a, what, he was the guy who, like, brought the gang to justice, right? So Elliot Ness retired up in this area outside of Pittsburgh. Well, you're going to go to the Elliot Ness house and reenactment or whatever, commemoration of whatever and maybe we can go together so she's trying to you know strike up a little relationship with him I think that that's um I think that that's great I use in closing I use I use the analogy of the story that he told me about the elk herd running across the highway how he stopped for them and I said listen man Maybe you're like that bull elk, and you're just calling, and you're, you know, you're rounding up your harem. <laughs> you got a kick out of that. He laughed, and I think, um, he said, oh, I'm, I'm an old guy. I'm not really interested in that anymore, you know. <laughs> but I think that he's a great fucking guy, and I think that uh, he could uh, benefit to share his life with, um, he's got a lot to offer, I think, you know, none of my goddamn business, listen, I can't be a damn, uh, matchmaker, I've tried that shit before and failed, but, you know what I'm saying, he's the bull elk, alright, that's what I got for today, look, it's a pretty good day, it's 5pm on Thursday, I'm home, I got freaking a skeleton straddling my, um, mailbox, I got a bear with a witch hat, I got ghosts in my little window boxes, I got a dog who just did a, an anus gland gleek in my back seat here, and I'm feeling better, I had a good day with a lot of good people in it, so thank you for being in my life, I've been telling people um, that I care about that very thing. So if you listen to this podcast and you're in my life, and I am thankful you're in it, and I appreciate all you bring to the table in terms of friendship, love, respect, all that stuff. I had somebody come in uh, yesterday, Wednesday, and say that. Brought in his little girl, his daughter, and said, um, and she loves you. She goes, can I, Dr. O, can I get adjusted? She's like, I don't know, she's four, maybe five, and uh, she did, she fell off the jungle gym and landed flat on her back and it knocked the wind out of her. I said, oh, I've done that before. Put her on the table and squared her away. And um, It was a lot busy at the, in the office at that time, so I was like, oh, shit. You know, but I put her on the table and took my time with her. It's okay, buddy. Um, Bogey wants to get out, so I'm almost done here with this podcast. So, so it's, it's okay. Let's just take our time and work on you. And, you know, of course, there's no monetary exchange for this. I was just helping her out. Um, 
and hang in there, buddy. You're not going running over anybody's house, Bogey. Okay, you're not running down the dasher. If you are, you're going to be punished. Fucking spoiled ass dog, man, let me tell you. You've been squealing the entire day. He thinks he's going to go say hello to this little girl with the um, umbrella. Just walked her friend home. So, anyway, in finality, I talked to my friend, and uh, he's got a big smile on his face, and he says, puts his hand out, and he says, what do you, what do you say? Love and respect? Said, yeah. So that's sincere. He goes, I know it is. That's what makes it great. So, okay. Let's work on a, so it should be a sunshiny Friday and a great weekend beyond, everybody. Let's finish strong, and I'll see you guys. I'll talk to you guys soon. <laughs>